Friday morning broadcast at JM in the AM, this time each and every Friday, every Erev Shabbos. With great pleasure we present Rabbi Benjamin Uden, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Uden. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody, and warmest regards from Beit Shemesh. Uh, first of all, it is warm here, but it's a different kind of warmth, and uh, all I can say is, come. I'll try to get back to that later on. It's found in Parshas Masai. To begin with, in America, you finish, we all finish, Baruch Hashem, tomorrow, Parshas Sefer Bamidbar. In Eretz Israel, they read only Masai. In the States, tomorrow, Matos and Masai. These two parshios, Matos and Masai. Matos has one assay, one positive, and one restriction. And Masay has two positives and four los assays. Now, just understand what you have in Pasha's Matos. The assay of Haforas Nadorim, which is the mitzvah of removing a neder. The idea being the Torah implicitly is teaching that when a Jew makes a neder, a vow, it's going to be with the approval of the Chachamim. It's such an incredible idea which is beneath the surface, between the lines, that if the Chachamim disapprove of the neder, the individual can have that neder uh, removed. That's one. And secondly, in Parshas Matos, you have the, positive, the negative mitzvah of Lo Yachel Devaro, which means that literally a person's words should not be profaned. The word yachel is from the same word as chol, and please God, tomorrow night we're going to make havdola, hamavdil, being kodesh l'chol, so kodesh is holy, and chol is the antithesis thereof, that which is devoid of holiness, the Torah says, Lo yachel devoro, your speech should be holy. And that's such a powerful concept. Moreover, just understand that you as an individual can make a biblical prohibition. What does that mean? Let's say, for example, a person wants to go on a diet. And he, she says, I'm not going to eat cake. Now, as a result of that, should they go and eat cake, they have gone against a biblical prohibition. The cake could be kosher. It has all kinds of hashkocha on it. But that is not anything in their favor. Yeah, he ate something kosher, but they violated a biblical prohibition. Just look how significant one's words are. And therefore, when one makes uh, contributions for tzedakah, make sure that you follow through on them. And even if it's only in your mind that you said, okay, I will give this amount, that's a serious question. You should try to honor that as well. Before I get to a thought regarding that which is found in Parshas Masay, a very practical uh, aspect, and especially where I am, I just want to review quickly with you some of the laws of the nine days which actually uh, begin today. And that is as follows. The Talmud, at the end of Tanis, teaches that when the month of Av comes, mima'atim b'simcha, we literally minimize 
the joy and pleasure that we experience. Now, we're not a superstitious people. I'm telling you right now, you can walk under the ladder, and if a, uh, a cat goes before you, whatever color it is, it has absolutely no significance. However, if a Jew does have a lawsuit, uh, it has to be in court between now and Tisha B'Av, Next week, you should try, if at all possible, to delay it at least until after Tish above. So, what does it mean, Mematim B'Simcha? Everything being equal, don't purchase next week during the nine days um, those objects where the object itself is one that you're only so happy to do, whether it's buying a gift for a chassan and kala, buying new things for the chassan and kala. These things should not be done during the nine days. Buying gifts for somebody else and buying new things for yourself. You're not allowed to make a shechiyonu during the nine days. Therefore, building, you know, if you're building, let's say, uh, something for beauty, pleasure, a, um, a summer home, etc. These kind of things should not be done. And home decorating, like painting, wallpapering, should not be done during the nine days. Um, let me say, the fa- planting as well, plants for pleasure, trees for shade or beauty, flowers for, for, for fragrance, again, should not be planted during the nine days. The minute of not eating meat and drinking wine, well, the last Amud in the Gemara Bava Basra says that after the destruction of the Second Temple, they said, look here, we shouldn't eat meat anymore. We'll become vegetarian. Because after all, the base of Migdash, whereby Korbanos were brought, is no longer there. Let's suspend the eating of meat. So the rabbi said, we don't make a law that would be too difficult to keep, because after all, you shouldn't have fruit, because they brought pikurim. You shouldn't have bread, because of lechem atom, ponim. You shouldn't have water, because they poured water, nisachamayim, on the mitzbeach and sukkahs. So to do nothing we can't do, and to do too much is something people wouldn't do, but for nine days, we can do it. And therefore, except for a sudas mitzvah, we can't and don't want to, if you understand what I'm saying, eat meat or drink wine. Yes, if you're at a pidyon aben, and it's in the afternoon, and this is what you would serve all the time, okay. If you have bris, and you have meat throughout the year at different brisim, that's fine. Or if you are at a seum, where the person is learning regularly, and it actually came out that he finished his learning during the nine days. But to rush the finishing of a mesechta, so that you can make a seum during the nine days, I really think is against the spirit. It's not that we're being punished, and therefore let's try to find a way, just the opposite. We want to experience a little bit of, for lack of a better way of saying it, discomfort to remind us that something very basic is missing from our life, and that is the Beis HaMikdash, which we'll talk about in a few moments. Now, we're talking about not just eating of meat, but chicken as well is considered meat. If one has to have one of the two, then they should have chicken instead of meat. Someone who is ill, let's say, or a young child who needs one or the other, by all means. If one does go to a seam, even though they did not participate in the actual learning, but they would be invited normally to that person's seam, then family, friends, then that person can eat meat as well. Tomorrow night for Havdullah, so the minhag is if there is a young child to 
give the wine for Abdullah tomorrow night, let the young child do it. If not, an adult could, should drink the wine uh, tomorrow night for Abdullah. Um, now, in terms of washing clothing, again, during the nine days, even if you're going to first put it on after Tisha B'Av next Sunday, we do not do that during the nine days, and we don't give, we don't bring in clothing to the dry cleaners this week, even though you're going to tell them you're going to pick it up next week after Tisha B'Av, we don't bring it in during the week. It's clearly for the idea that there is a sentence of good feeling that we all have when we put on clean clothing. Needless to say, uh, washing clothing for children that you can do throughout the week of the nine days. Now, interesting, many people had the proper custom of putting on their shirts that they're going to wear during the nine days before the nine days. If you didn't, so let me at least suggest wear one shirt tonight and wear a different shirt tomorrow, and those two shirts that you've worn for Shabbos, you can certainly wear during the week. So you've gained another shirt. Now listen, to put on a shirt tomorrow afternoon for a few minutes that you can wear it, oh no, don't do that. That's called hachana. That's preparing for Shabbos for the week, which one is not permitted to do. Um, Other than that, understand that not only washing of clothing, but uh, knitting, needlecraft, Know, embroidery, those women that do it, we, the practice is not to do it during the nine days. If one polishes their shoes for every Shabbos, they could do so for this Shabbos as well. Now, listen carefully. Bathing for pleasure, swimming is also during the nine days. One certainly can wash, even with warm water, to remove perspiration, which dirt, which is prevalent during this time of the year. Again, bathing for pleasure is prohibited, but certainly if a person takes a hot shower every Friday, one could, should do so this Shabbos, and many are lenient, even next Shabbos, right before Shabbos Chazon as well. Okay, the idea that I want to share with you this Erev Shabbos is the following. The krechts that I just gave is, according to the Ramban, there's an additional mitzvah found in this parsha, the second one of Masay, that's in chapter 33, Pasuk 53, where the Torah says, which means that you are not only to inherit the land, but there's a mitzvah to live in Eretz Yisrael. That's correct. And, Let's understand one thing, that when we speak of Eretz Yisrael, what are we speaking about? We're speaking about a relationship, because the Torah teaches us at the end of Parshas Ekev. Eretz, it's a land. Hashem Hashem Doresh Osa. It's a land that Hashem cares about. And listen to the conclusion of that verse. Tomid, Inei Hashem Constantly are the eyes of God upon it, the land of Eretz Yisrael, from the beginning of the year till the end of the year. Now watch, this is such a powerful concept. Rashi asks, on the spot, at the end of Parshas Akev, what are you talking about? Doesn't Hashem care about the rest of the world? And the answer is, of course He does. However, 
because he extends his brachos to Eretz Yisrael, they extend from there to the rest of the world. That's why I tell you all the time that in the Birkas HaMazon, we don't only have the first paragraph, which is, thank you Hashem for the food, but the second paragraph, why are we giving thanks to Hashem for the land of Israel after you eat a tuna sandwich? And the answer is because even though the bread might have come from the United States and the tuna fish might have been processed in the United States, but the bracha that Hashem extends that there should be sustenance in the world, ooh, that comes from Eretz Yisrael. And that is what we should realize and understand that we're talking about Kedushas Eretz. You should know in the bracha of Alamichya, so the tour says that his father, the Rush, did not want to say that we should brought, be brought to Eretz Yisrael, Lechol Mipiria V'nocham Mituva. We shouldn't be longing for Eretz Yisrael to eat of its fruit. So he deleted it from his bracha of Alamichia. We say it, says the Bach. You want to know why? Because there's even Kedusha to Eretz Yisrael. And therefore, I'm going to make a suggestion. If, and this is no question about it, ideally everybody should realize there is no place like home. I was zochet to come last night to Eretz Yisrael. What a privilege. Being here, you imbibe Kedusha. Being here, Aliyah should be in the back of one's mind. That's for sure. If not ideally in the front of one's mind. But if one cannot yet, then try in your own way to connect with Eretz Yisrael. Make it your business that I'm going to drink wine for Kiddush every Friday night, Blineder, from Eretz Yisrael. So that as I pour the wine, I'm saying to myself, ah, I'm imbibing literally a little bit of Eretz Yisrael. It's not just a financial way that you're helping. No, but it's also in a very real sense. And try to make it your business. There should be, if we can't come, Shalosh Regalim, which is something in our psyche that we have to start preparing for. Whenever you can come, that once a year, not only sending your children here, which changes them and changes you, and we recognize that what happens from Kedushah Sa'aretz, but the idea is that each and every one of us should connect to Eretz Yisrael. What are we connecting to? We're connecting to, especially today, as we begin the nine days. We're connecting to remember that we didn't, that we lost the base of Migdash. None of us saw the base of Migdash. None of us can relate to a base of Migdash. But we can understand one thing: that when we had a base of Migdash and bring to the table tonight from the fifth parak of Pirkei Avos and in the fifth Mishnah or so, I think it's the seventh Mishnah. The Mishnah lists. The many miracles which happened. Wow, we're talking about Hashem's house of miracles. No, when you came to the base of Migdash, there was an absolute understanding that only Hashem could cause that with the terrible rains, very strong rains, and the fire doesn't go out. There's something very special here. Hashem's presence was felt. You can feel the incredible Hatzlacha, 
that's existing in Eretz Yisrael today, in all areas, in its agriculture, in its industry, in its productivity, in Torah, that we haven't had as much Torah in any one place in over 2,000 years, that literally, you want to be a part of it. You want to feel that this is not just part of my people, but this is what we are mourning, that when we had the Beis Migdash, all Jews were united, all Jews were connected, and Amir Tzashem, by our observing the nine days, by our abstaining, and by our giving a krecht, not because we miss the hamburger, but because we miss the korbanos in the Beis Migdash, please God, will be zolcher to the third Binyan Beis Migdash. wishing everybody a Shabbat Shalom and a good Chodesh to all.